Off to a great start. Yes. On the buoy. Now we're now. Fuck yeah. Okay, rerun the intro. <laughs> Hello, we're doing this again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Gamescast. It's Christ. It's Thursday, July fourteenth, and uh, I've, I'm getting like this weird sense of deja vu. Um, man, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> hope everybody's hope everybody's having a good night tonight. Hope everybody's having a good night tonight, uh, guys. How's everybody doing? There we go. I'm doing pretty good. I was apparently muted this entire time. Wow. wow. OBS really did not want to reconnect to my uh, my interface. That is wild. So I apologize. Everybody else is fine. I was everybody muted. else is fine. Derek, this might be the only mistake you've ever made uh, hosting. The that con- is like- not even close to true. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean like in life. I just meant like as as like running the the podcast. I mean. Still not even close to true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jeff. All right. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and Chad is shit. Jeff's, Jeff's already shit posting in chat. Now, uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we definitely got some positive uh, video game stories to talk about this week. Um, a, few, a few good things have happened this week. And I For know once, that a couple corporations have done good things, and I'm not sure how to handle that. They're still not your friends. No, absolutely not. Like, absolutely do not trust corporations, but a few corporations have actually chosen to make good choices this week and do the right thing. They've chosen the um, path of nonviolence. And in this fucking hell world, in this industry that can be completely soul-sucking for anybody who isn't a straight white male, um, that is something that is much needed and, and very refreshing. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, but first, as always... We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Yeah. And I got a special something to talk about, so I'm not going to go first. Uh, Derek, since you are the host, why don't you, why don't you uh, fulfill We're some hosting We're technically all duties. hosts in, all, in, the, in every well, way that matters. Well, you're, you're hosting the podcast. I am the on, dipshit that's running OBS. You're not a dipshit, Derek. Don't say that about yourself. Did you catch the beginning part of this show? I choose to not to acknowledge it. Derek, what are you no, playing this week? Um, I've just been playing more uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, honestly. Uh, I got to play exactly 90 seconds of Power Wash Simulator earlier before I had to stop I and got interrupted and, and working on dinner. So I'll, I'll let you all know how that goes when I can put <clears throat> maybe another 90 seconds in. I've heard it's very satisfying. I wouldn't fucking know. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I, I have been playing I'm, I'm more. I'm just looking at it right now because I hadn't heard of this. It's got a 10 out of 10 rating on Steam on 19,000 reviews. So, I mean. It <laughs> sounds, you know. That sounds Ooh. like the Steam. Hey, uh, gamers Steam have reviews. never been wrong about anything. So. To be yeah, fair, for sure. I've, I've watched yeah. enough, like, oddly satisfying, like, power washing and pool cleaning and rug cleaning videos on TikTok that it's probably up my alley. But, but no, I've. Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've been playing more Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Um, and I kind of mentioned last week that Sunbreak's good, but it's not really fixing my issues with Monster Hunter Rise, which is... I've heard people complaining about the end game in Sunbreak Also well. a good... Well, it gets complicated because people bitch about the end game in Monster Hunter games, but people bitch about the end game in every Monster Hunter game. 
uh, and just more so since they've become more wide audience because people want them to be these endless service games and they're they're not really built to do that, you know? Um, but the thing that kills me is... So Monster Hunter World had some issues, right? I, I think it was visually desaturated, kind of unimaginative with some of its weapon and armor designs. Um, I think that its main town was a pain in the ass to navigate. I think that uh, some of the regions, especially the ancient forest, were a complicated mess to navigate where you ended up not bothering to learn the area and just followed the glowy green line. Um, but Iceborne, the expansion of Monster Hunter World, fixed a lot of my issues with World. It added a lot more monster variety. The new region, the Horfrost Reach, was really good. The new town was really good. There were some excellent, I mean, some of the best fights in the series came in Iceborne and, and the post-release, like, support. Rise is really solid as a, hey, Brit. Hello. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Brit. Yeah. Now we got an almost full crew. Almost. Yeah. Hey guys, gotta, if we're gonna I miss gotta... anybody, at least it's Finn. <laughs> CJ's gotta go. I gotta do. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> something, something just came up. Yes, have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Bubble fucking shade. Holy the shit. Fucking CJ. I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to tell you something real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to have a little bit more faith. All right. I, I got. I got a plan. Faith. And it's, it's gonna. Only the feeblest of men work for the government. <laughs> I, 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 they're all in the back of my head. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead. It's okay. I got a plan. All right. What's the plan? Yeah. Plan. We're going you to just, Tahiti. We're going. To, we're going to Tahiti, and you just have to have faith that it's gonna fucking happen. All right. You don't question it. You don't. You don't judge choices. You just gotta have faith. There's a, right? a whole sub conversation here that I'm. I'm not even catching. The, you don't get the lore. <laughs> I'm here for three things tonight, all right? Oh, Arthur boy. Morgan, having faith, and lumbago. So that's 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 why I'm here. I got a lumbago. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Who's Arthur Morgan? You'll, you'll hear, oh, my God. Red Dead no, Redemption, man. Come on. John. No, John Marston was Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption, John. too. John. Oh, hold up, John. So John. here's a little fun fact. There are two Red Dead games. Both of which have <laughs> Yeah, I know. I played Red Dead Redemption 2 for like two hours and it bored the shit out of me, so I stopped playing it. No. Yeah, then you played as Arthur Morgan. You know who he is. I don't remember his you fucking name. Arthur is. I don't what remember his about? fucking name. That's how much I cared about it. I can't oh, remember his name. Oh my god. Okay, how can I remember? Like, all right. Go I, like, I want to make... Go I want to make... Talk about Monster Hunter. Talk about fucking Monster Hunter, man. Please. Anyway. Monster. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is a solid like arcadey action game, but I think it's trivialized a lot of what made Monster Hunter special to me. There's no hunting, no anything. You don't have to learn the map. The map almost doesn't matter. You just drop in. You zip immediately to the place where the monster's marked on the map. Um, you are nearly in invincible if you're good at the game because the wire bug mechanics are completely broken and completely bust balance in your favor. Um, which like, okay, that's made it more accessible to some people, but it's, it's ruined challenge for me. Um, and I wish that there was ways to make the game easier for some folks without making the game play itself on some level and yeah, sunbreak did not do what iceborne did it didn't meaningfully change any of my issues with rise 
Um, so I'm enjoying it. Some of the fights are good. I, I like the, the switch skill system where you can actually swap between like kind of skill loadouts, but I mean, it's just more Monster Hunter Rise, which was a too easy game with, you know, way more of the steps of Monster Hunter stripped out entirely. Prep doesn't matter. Um, you know, the environments don't matter. It's, it's fine. I just want Monster Hunter World 2. You know what's anyway. interesting about what you were saying, Derek, is that like I, most of the people I know who are monster, huge Monster Hunter fans are either really high on Iceborne and so-so on Sunbreak or the exact fucking opposite. I don't know anyone who like loves the shit out of both of them equally. I mean, you know, I like I like it. It's just like the problem is that they're the main series and the portable sub series, which it's the same with generations. Like I didn't like generations. It was too arcadey and you got all these stupid super moves and, and way too many like invincible defensive options. And it was just like easy and arcadey. And I like that bigger, slower, that better sense of scale. You know, I got to tell you, I like the cave punk aesthetic of monster hunter and I'm getting tired of the B team going like, Hey, can we set this in a fucking Japanese village again? Like, you know, it's a little too anime for me as somebody who watches anime. Ooh, wow. I was going to say that's wow, if it's too anime. Too anime for Monster Hunter is not supposed to be that anime. It's supposed, it's supposed to, to be, be uh, it's supposed to be like a Western fantasy deal. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, it's it's literally it's like cave cave and diesel punk and fossil punk. Like that's the aesthetic of Monster Hunter, you know, and. You can look at like Monster Hunter, all the mainline games have a consistent sort of style, even as they change location and then. Portable third and generations and rise are like, hey, what if everything was just fantasy Japan? And I just, it's a different series entirely. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, people love the game, and I'm, I'm okay. It's buying time for me until the new one that I care about comes out. Yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll get Iceborne. I'm going to spend more time in Power Wash Simulator probably once I get the chance to play it. I fucking can't wait. I'm actually going to play it. Real monster hunting is the grime on your, uh, on your porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes some real skill. Clean the Brittany. gunk off my driveway. Brittany, what are you playing this week, my friend? Nothing. Nothing. Ne so, next. What you're saying is you're a fake gamer. Is that, is that, what, is that the takeaway here? 100%. And that's on you guys because I never claim to be a gamer, a hundred percent gamer. When I came on the podcast, I didn't see so. the word gamer on her resume. So that's right. I will say this though, Brittany, your new piercing is great. Thank you. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It fits, I believe. It does. It does. It does. It's it does. also an arms race because, like, now you've you've gone and 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 like embraced the the hot bitch energy, and it's like, that's right. how do I compete? I really can't do the wild piercings thing. So it's a septum of wild piercing. I don't uh, think probably so. is somebody's no. boss in an office. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe like 10 years ago, but not anymore. Like, yeah, it's not. So. But you know, what's funny. It's so many people. When I first got my nose ring, there was like, as long as you don't get like the middle part of your nose pierced, like that's like, that's fine. Go for it. And I was like, but I kind of like the, the middle part of yeah. the nose pierced. We're eventually going to be at the point where it's like, yeah, as long as your, your Prince Albert isn't on full display, then yeah, <laughs> that's not that weird. <laughs> Britt, I also just want to say that I know that you have been going through a lot and you've been doing some self-care recently. And I just want to say that I'm really proud of you. Oh, and you. Uh, you seem like your your demeanor, like, I don't know, you seem just a little happier. 
and oh, yeah, uh, thank you. And 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 that that you've got like a, a glow about you, and that just as somebody who really that's cares just about the you, new lights that y'all bought me. Yeah, ex- well, that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> glow. That the that's viewers bought. That's literally part of it. But no, Britt, I am I am very happy that you're taking care of yourself, and I could not be thank prouder you. to be your friend. Oh. All right, Jeff, let's go. Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. My house, apparently, for Extra Life. What you been playing, bud? What you been playing, Jeff? Jeff, do you have a sunburn? Uh, probably. On your, on your face? Do I? Your, your face is looking a little red. Uh, I'm, like, really warm. I was, I was outside in... That's just uh, the whiskey or bourbon, whatever he's Oh, it drinking. could be. It absolutely could be. No, I was outside, like, detailing my car for four hours in the sun, so it could be... Oh, yeah, you, def- dude, you got some sun on your face, man. Could be that, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't get a lot of sun living up here so um no i've been uh i'm gonna preface this not that i i, I don't feel like i need to justify myself uh, i'm just of course not it with a little context <laughs> um so i i stopped buying ubisoft games back in like 2019 i think so it's been a hot three years uh since i played any of their stuff and i'm not boycotting it i just decided that I didn't like their shit and I didn't want to really support the way those games were made until they did something. And it's like, we've talked about it before on the Activision Blizzard stuff. It's like, it's been three years, you know, what's happening? What's going on? Where are we going with this? I don't really know. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what more, what more I could do. I don't know if anything I'm doing is making a difference. Um, I still don't feel good about buying games that are made at the expense of the employees uh mental health um so i i've decided i'm easing myself back into it i'm still not buying their new products but i don't really have a problem buying a game that was made 15 or 20 years ago so uh i never played the old assassin's creeds um i jumped into the series with black flag and then i played uh syndicate um origins and then origins i loved it and it just like i got like a thousand hours out of that i was like i never want to touch one of these games again uh, I looked at Odyssey and felt exhausted. Um, but I, I know the old games are very different. And to be honest, I wasn't that... I I think I tried a bit of them. And, um, you know, they're, they're dated a little bit. They're a little rougher around the edges, a little janky playing. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about uh, specifically the Ezio trilogy. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's give it a shot. So um, I've been using my Xbox, playing on backwards compatibility. Uh, one and two and kind of all that trilogy, they're all uh fps boosted to 60 um they run at either 1080 or 40 so they all look and run really great so i bulldozed my way through the first game uh definitely really rough but i'm really glad that i played it uh i can appreciate the ambition and the scope of this game for when i'll bet that shit does not hold up in 2022 though like from a gameplay perspective um, uh, i'm pretty immune to old like I, i bring it up all the time i go back and play morrowind and man that shit sucks to play uh you know if, if there's if there's a few things that really hook me into a game i can put up with some really uh some really uh painful suffering in, in terms of the controls and things like that and, and you know what there's a lot to like about the first game i love the atmosphere um i love that i was able to play most of the game without actually uh even engaging in combat it, it's really a lot of just escaping the guards and kind of figuring out how to run away and hide um and then of course you know the lining up the actual assassination but um yeah i didn't feel like i had to fight through a lot of the game until the very end and uh yeah i appreciated the setting um like the crusades really unique 
time period, uh, really unique setting, like the Holy Land. Um, you know, the I don't know what like the yeah, the graphics are rough, the voice acting was extremely rough. Uh, but as an intro to the series, I'm glad I played it because I jumped into Assassin's Creed 2 last night. And I, I think I mentioned on the last podcast I was on us played through the Uncharted games, and I mentioned that huge jump from one to two and holy talk shit, about a yeah. jump in quality yeah the jump from assassin's creed one to two is uh i don't know if it's as big as uncharted but it's up there it's unreal the production values um well also Ezio was just such a much just a much mm-hmm. just a much more interesting character so, than I altair mean, altair is barely a character they- he's barely a character it's weird though because assassin's creed um they have like since the series is so fast but they have like one 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 game a year since oh oh nine and something like that 18, yeah 20, and it's skipping 2016 and 2019 but it's it's like that that series has had multiple big jumps i mean like mm-hmm. the jump from from revelations to three is, is is pretty significant and then the jump from four to to unity was pretty significant and then the jump from syndicate to origins was significant you know even the jump from origins to odyssey is pretty significant mm-hmm. um it, it, it is interesting that that that's like one of the few like what is it like we, we all you know bitch and moan about call of duty um <laughs> you know being basically the same every year but it's like it, it is interesting that there's like one con- there's one action adventure franchise that's mm-hmm. every game's what like 100 hours long at this point that it can still manage to like jump and there's still like there's still something they're trying new with everyone it doesn't always work mm-hmm. um I, I i i was exhausted playing valhalla for like for review <laughs> um, i played one I, hour I, of valhalla I, on ubisoft plus and that was enough but i i think the <laughs> Last thing I'll say is like aside from the gameplay stuff, I think the uh thing I'm enjoying most and the most special thing is it's just like a reminder that I mentioned this in the Discord that Ubisoft used to actually make stories in games. Um, they used to make games with real characters that you cared about, um, with actual cutscenes, progression, you know, a sense of narrative, uh, before they switched to what they do now, which is just every game's a giant sandbox with uh, paper thin faces and names just linking it together and you know I, I it works for some games but it's so refreshing to just go back to a different time um uh, when they actually cared about telling a story and that's no disrespect to the developers or, or anything like that of course i'm sure some of them want to but uh the result hasn't been there in a long time and it's uh yeah i'm loving it jeff i will not have you disparage the future game of the year skull skull and bones releasing this fall uh for all the for same all day as god, god of war ragnarok that poor oh, fucking game like, bones yeah. isn't <laughs> that it, it, that is one of those cases it, where it's like no the, the audience is is like is pretty like varied among both no no there's like a clear like venn diagram or like there's a clear like overlap there yeah, that, that game's getting fucking here, here's the thing though cj here's the thing i do have to take the l here because i did say for years that skull and bones was never coming out i did and i was like this game's never fucking coming out and it's it's been quietly canceled, and yet here we are. Okay, I don't expect good. it. I don't expect it's going to be any good, but but it's it's definitely a fucking thing that's coming out. And I just like releasing this game on the same day as God of War Ragnarok is literally the definition of taking it out behind the woodshed. Like like it's just le- sending hey, this game out. Somebody Sebastian. play the Roblox sound effect. Like no no you never know. <laughs> Origins Origins dropped the same day as uh mario odyssey and uh you know what i bought origins instead of mario odyssey although you know what bad choice someone in chat actually made a really good point skull and bones got the worst logo downgrade i've ever seen yes it did that logo is skull and bones so brit skull and bones it's always the bone in our head and then the bones oh okay yeah. yeah no i think it'll be fine 
No, I, I, just I mean, that, it's being that... released because it's legally obligated to be released. Yeah. Like, we all know the story <laughs> yeah, yeah, behind it. Justin yeah. fucking got it. Justin <laughs> nailed it. Willie Nelson IRS tapes. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, that's going to be the game of the year. <laughs> No, no, no! It's gonna be. It's not gonna. I mean, like, why? So this is this is this is my thing, right? It's like it's a sea of thieves, like sandbox game. Like it's not though. You literally only are on the boats, and sea of thieves, like you can get off and explore. Like this is just just on the boat boat and it's skull and bones. You can get off the boat. You can only wander around a town to buy stuff for your boat. Like there's no actual exploration. Like no combat. Nothing. It's just boat stuff. But you can fight other boats, though, right? Like you can, you can fight. Yeah, but you can't like board them or anything. You can't board them. Oh, that's kind of lame. Like I didn't. I actually didn't know that. It's literally just boat combat. I think I'm failing to understand what the point of this game is. I would, Derek. I would love to know the development story behind this game. They, they were like everyone loved. I mean, there's a there's a big story about it, John. Um, Is there? I I must not have. I must yeah. Like the they've wanted to cancel it multiple times, but because of like the government subsidies that they got from the Singapore government, they legally cancel it. Great size. They've rebooted it like four times. They they couldn't just be like fuck it. We'll make it. We'll like okay. Assassin's Creed 1 was born out of a canceled like Prince of Persia like reboot. They couldn't make, <laughs> rebrand this into a into an Assassin's Creed game or they couldn't be like, "All right, this is a Black Flag remake now." And that's it. Like they, there's no way they could work around it. Like, like no, it, 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 actually, the whole article is pretty damning. It sounds like working conditions are also really oh, bad at that studio. Oh um, man, so guys, Bianca and Evil 2 is going to be an absolute mess then. Holy shit, because those working conditions me. were even worse. Oh like, my god! Don't make me like, think like, about Beyond Good. I mean, and at Evil least they 2. can. My heart if they isn't. have to, they can legally cancel Beyond Good and Evil too, which they yeah, cannot but they, do with Skull yeah, and Bones. Like, like, yeah, that that's that's <laughs> we've wanted to cancel this game so many times, but damn those government subsidies! <laughs> this game's gonna be a fucking banger. I'm telling you. All right, uh, Justin. Uh, so um, I've just. I've mostly been dabbling around with Destiny. I finished up a season pass for the first time, so I'm very satisfied with that. I got I got both, and I got the title as well for this season. Um, I mentioned before, but I, I really, really enjoyed this season and the way the storytelling has evolved. I think it's just a, such a massive step up for Bungie, and I think it's like a really good template that I hope other um, games-as-a-service titles actually follow because... It definitely makes it more engaging, and it feels almost like tuning in every week to see the next episode of a TV show. Um, and, you know, there's stuff to grind if you want to, but, like, if you literally just wanted the story, it would be maybe 45 minutes a week just to check in and do the story stuff, um, which I think is really great. So, yeah, um, I did that. I've also been replaying some old Call of Duties just because I've just kind of in that mood and, you know... I can just download them and play them. So I've been downloading 200 plus gigs just to play through campaigns that I can finish in, a, in an afternoon. You finish this, delete it. Yeah, like I, 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 re, I downloaded Cold War and it actually like because I had my save um, backed up. It's like, congratulations, you completed the campaign. Did you know you can delete this? And it would save you 58 gigs of data. And I'm like, I downloaded it just to play the campaign. Um, no, it, the experience with these games sucks now. Like, 
Modern Warfare, like, is literally, like, you have to download the same client for Modern Warfare as you do for Warzone. So, like, you have to, like, dig through menus upon menus to even find the campaign. They changed, when it cuts to the logo at the end of the game, they changed it to the Warzone logo. Um, You know, Cold War gives you the prompt to delete the campaign if you want to save space. Like, and both of them also just have giant ads for Modern Warfare 2 and stuff. It just, like... It just sucks. Like, it doesn't even feel like the same game that I bought years ago. Like, I just want the menu to look the same or, you know, the icon on the screen to look the same. It just, I don't know. It, it feels very disrespectful to, like, the work that went into the game and, like, the people that don't want to be in the, you know, usual annual, like, Call of Duty churn or anything. Um, I don't know. It just, it just sucks. Uh, <laughs> but it bummed me out. But yeah, I've just been doing that and then immediately deleting them. To, uh, like, I've been, literally, it's been, you know, an afternoon and then I delete them after I spent all the time downloading them. So that's what I've been up to. Um, also, getting a new job. I did that. That was a thing. Congratulations. I did. So, that's, the, um, that's the real highlight boy, this week. I'm happy about that. Um, although, I was like so excited to put in my two weeks at my current job yesterday, and then like it sunk in. I'm like, shit, I've got two more weeks of this fucking place. Uh, at least you, at least you know the, you know, like the 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 light. You know, you you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. So that's yeah. what's God important. fucking help you. the next person to yell at you. Oh, oh I, I mean, I got yelled at literally the entire time I was at work uh, yesterday. Some kid so. steps out of line, tell him Santa doesn't exist or something. You fucking ruin his day. Not your fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, did I ever tell you guys what I wanted to do when I quit GameStop? I wanted to tell people, yeah, look, uh, we'll have PS5s in two weeks from now. Just just call call, oh. call us in two weeks. Call us two weeks from now. We'll have Ooh. it. There'll be a range check and everything. Damn, we'll man. Have we'll have, Dude, that's I, that deranged. Was, <laughs> deranged. <laughs> like, it's uh, one of the most evil plans I've ever <laughs> heard. Good to know awful. we can never let CJ off the podcast. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Guys, uh, this is probably <laughs> all my fellow right wing friends come to uh, come on, storm the, uh, the the chat of this great podcast. Oh, no, don't do, don't do that. They'll fucking do it. <laughs> like, please, no, that's the last fucking thing we need in chat. C CJ, um, what have you been playing this week? And then I'll go. Um, so first things first, I've been playing the Klonoa collection for review. How is uh, that? I didn't finish. I haven't finished Klonoa one yet because I've been distracted by another game I've been playing, which I got to get back on. No, look, no one no one told me it was basically Yoshi's Island with like this incredible like um the 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 sense of like emotion and the sense of like just like pure wonder. Um it, it's obviously geared toward the, the first game at least, it's obviously geared towards like really young children, specifically because this is a port of the Wii remake of the PS1 game. Yeah. Um but it's fine. It's not a game about like the platforming or like any complicated puzzles or combat. It's really just about admiring like the the aesthetic it's about admiring just the that sort of sense of wonder it's it's incredible being able to throw enemies towards the screen and then uh, on the other side um it's great i i love the you know they have that weird you know jumbled up like banjo kazooie language for all their characters but like right, delivering yeah. like, the most brutal lines in the world like man it hits on some heavy stuff and i'm like jesus it comes out of nowhere song derek it's like no one warned me about how like brutal this game would i told be, you you'd I, cry i told I'm, you you'd I, cry i i you know i'm i'm always in love the only two styles of games that hit for me now are online multiplayer games and like platformers so it's, it's been nice to play something i've never played 
Um, I feel bad though. This game isn't marketed that heavily. Like it wasn't available for pre-order the day before. Like it seems up until, to be doing like, pretty good second. though, at least. That's, that's all that matters. Been, yeah. That's all that matters though, because I I think Namco should get back into the platforming game. Um, we're getting Pac-Man World next month, which is great. I I hope I hope we um we see more because what it's just the Souls games, a few fighting games, and then Pac and Namco Museum collections. I I really do so many licensed that. anime games. I I yes. would just oh yes, you're right. I would love to I, see platform I, games make a big comeback across the board. Because it sucks. It's like, like what I, the only we have like Activision did a, had, had a crash game in 2020 and it was great. And then that's it. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I really would like more of the bigger studios to kind of drop um games in this genre. So yeah, Clonoa won so far. Great. I'm gonna finish it soon, and then I'll jump into the second one. Um, I'm kind of bummed the Game Boy Advance game wasn't included either. But I, I hope that's like a separate. <laughs> I don't remember enjoying the GBA game very much. I, I see. I never I'm played drunk. any of the Klonoa games. I, I I know they're very highly regarded, though. They are. They are. It's, they're, it's like a weird cult, um, like 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 a weird cult following. Because again, they're like they're they're pretty niche. Um, but I I'm I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying them a lot. And then of course, um, <laughs> I rarely replay games, but like rarely means rarely. The last time I truly replayed a game was like my my third playthrough of a Team of Shredder's Revenge, like. Um, the week I, I I I reviewed the game. That game is and, so fucking good, oh, dude. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I it's it's so great. So I I rarely replay games, and I rarely replay games that take a lot of time because I always warn people like, oh, the second I decide to replay something like Phantom Pain, no one will hear from me, or, or something like that. Because I put like two hundred hours in that game. Um, so then something came over me. I decided, all right, I'm gonna boot up Red Dead Two again because I um. I, I clearly want to like neglect all my social responsibilities and uh, and I, I want to do something outside of work. And man, I still I still love it. It's my first time playing it in 4K since I'm playing it on my PS5 on a 4K screen. Um, I started it over completely, which sucks because I think since I last played, they patched like a really good exploit to get a lot of money, and I'm I'm really bummed. But overall, it's still it's still an incredible game. Like I'm in like the first like 10 15 hours. It's it's it moves to, like a really glacial pace like it's incredibly slow but it, it it's it's so rewarding in in that time because you're introduced to so much that once you finally get the freedom to just run around it, it's so worth it um i i always talk about how video game stories feel like they're a huge step back from where like film and, and, and television is that when something comes along that actually feels like it was written not by like not just by people but like people who appreciate different kinds of art because like this isn't just based on like pastiche of like a bunch of movies it's based on like art it's based off like landscapes or it's based off something like there, there, there's more there's emotionality i I'm, I'm consistently impressed i uh i, I still love the fact the fact that there's a button to like that lets you interact with every single item in the world and and it's not being copied more in games it, it, it boggles my mind because it's just like you hold down this one trigger to pick up a, a tin can and, and examine it and something is like simple and something is just like detailed as that blows my mind because i'm such a fucking like you know like um uh, fan of, of of shit like that or a little freak for like this like this amount of detail um i got my i as far as like any new updates or new revelations nothing else just more of me for like seeing the foreshadowing things because i finished the game well after I, I i first started i took a break and then i got back to it and i didn't pick up on some things i got mauled by a cougar but not in a fun way and I, I was like, save, I was saving that one. Jesus Christ, um, CJ! Oh, it, it's just, it's just incredible. It, 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 it's. I, I think it's my favorite game 
of, of last gen, I think. And I know, um, Jeff, you were, you were, you were, you were talking about like that you and Britt felt the same way. Um, it, it's something special and it, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's become one of those things now where like, I'm at work thinking about it. I'm texting everyone I love about it. I, 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 I haven't felt this way about a game since I first played through Red Dead 2. Um, I'm going back into that unemployment mode where I'm like, I don't want to go to work. I just want to sit and play Red Dead 2. I don't want to be on a podcast. I just want to play Red Dead 2. <laughs> and yet um, you're here, CJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like looking at my, <laughs> my, my PS5 over there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's, that's all I've been playing. Oh, also, like I played Battlefield with Justin today. Just really quickly on Red Dead, CJ. Like, I, I totally agree with you in terms of like what you, uh, I try, I try really hard not to be like a snob, but it's same, like video game writing is like different than other mediums in a lot of ways um and it's not always a bad thing like it's okay for a video game to just be a video game ass video game yeah. but a lot of times characters don't talk like real people they talk like video game characters and that's fine but you know some stories require something more and i think uh there's very few out there that that really feel like they're written naturally and acted naturally um and, and sound like real people like this could be a real person that i that i'm interacting with um and i i get that from naughty dog games uh sometimes and i get that from red dead redemption 2 and uh, you know, a lot of the supporting cast in there, but Arthur Morgan I, especially is like just it really grounds you in that world and, and sells the entire experience um, in a way that most games couldn't hope to achieve. I, I usually scoff when people compare certain games to certain movies, but I remember reading a review where they compared to something like this game to something like The Sopranos or something like the uh, the Godfather trilogy. And I'm like, oh, I agree there. there, There's there's nothing. It's almost Shakespearean in a way that the way it's written. It's It's like this this really intense thing like that there there's no there's no exposition dumps there's no like, and you mentioned the the pace the glacial pace but that's what makes the end so rewarding is because games does. go to like a hundred the whole time and it just kind of numbs you to it and the way they just i love a slow burn and the way it builds i i appreciate the pace because it's mm -hmm. not all it's not all story right mm -hmm. there, they the, there, there's there's moments where it's just just like letting you take in everything, it's letting you take in all these characters. My favorite in thing in the first Red Dead Redemption was just literally like making a camp in the middle of the desert and just looking at the sky. That was what in, I loved about Red Dead Redemption. Taking one. in yep. the sounds, like when there's that there's that moment in Red Dead Two where you hear um D'Angelo's um unshaken and it's like yeah this is like the absolute like no the I, one of my like you know for as much for as much as I don't like Red Dead Red, I'm sorry Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, the first game was one of my favorite games of that generation, and that moment when you cross into Mexico for the first time, oh, and that, Jose Gonzalez, yeah, Jose Gonzalez plays on. plays on, yeah, like that. That was I, I. I had never experienced anything in a game like that up up until it was one of the most poignant cinematic experiences I'd had in a video game uh, up to that point. Um, and I, honestly, I reloaded a save so I could experience it again. Uh, because it was just, it was so, it, it, that, that moment and like, you know, you're writing and there's a storm on the horizon and I, I just, to this day, that crossing the border into Mexico, uh, in Red Dead Redemption is still one of my favorite gaming moments of all time. The I last point I'll make. I, 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 real quick, I, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I, I need CJ to hear it as well um th so that moment uh was like hyped up for me i played the first red dead redemption years after it came out mm -hmm. and i was waiting the whole game like the whole first mm -hmm. house like when do i get to mexico when do i do this ride into mexico 
and I cross the river and I'm like obsessed. I obsessively save my games when I play because I'm like paranoid of losing progress. And I got off my horse to save the game, uh, but I broke the scripting sequence. Oh no! The song never played. Uh, so I just rode in like complete silence into Mexico. I forgot. Yeah, if you get yeah. off your horse, the song just stops. It, it never really started. It just yeah, it broke the sequence somehow. So it's just like <laughs> I was like, what? oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible, dude. You had such a poignant moment ruined for you. That's fucking awful. Um, Man, I've been with you to talk about this game. Is there any points you want to make about Red Dead 2 in my play during my playthrough? What was that, CJ? Because oh, I've never been on the podcast with Brit so to talk I just, about this. Game. I just know for oh. me, like, it's so hard for me to believe that Red Dead Redemption 2 is written by the same people that write, like, the GTA games and stuff. Like, well, especially I since, like, I yeah, cannot. Like, I cannot stand those games. I don't think they're. I don't like them either. Good at all. Um, and the Red Dead games, I think, are phenomenal. Like, so like, it just it just blows my mind that it's from you know the same create, not even just like the same studio, but the same creative team. Well, like I, I think one of the one of the things that stuck stuck out to me the most. Uh, in that regard from Red Dead Redemption 1 when I was like wow this is the same these are this this is the same developer wow is like the first time I walked into a saloon and you know, like you know a prostitute approaches John Martian she's like hey why don't we go upstairs and he's like sorry I'm a married man and I'm just like wow like you know I was not expecting that from uh, from this development team and it really kind of like really endeared me to John Martian as a uh, as a character uh and uh, he's still one of my favorite protagonists in gaming. Like I, I fucking love John Marston. What a what a what a great fucking character. Um, Britt, is there anything Harley you wanted Morgan to say? Is an even greater character. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember who he was. But Britt, is there anything you wanted to say about Red Dead Redemption Two? Because uh, you have not spoken about it on this podcast yet, and I know that you really love this game. I have. It was um, Jeff and I's pick for the first year I was on the podcast. Oh well, um, I've got a shit memory in my old age. So. <laughs> You didn't remember who Arthur Morgan was. Yeah, no, <laughs> sure. absolutely. Um, order that mic, John. Did you just scrub any mic. memory of anything related to this game out of your brain? We need to make, <laughs> need to make more room for Super Nintendo JRPGs. Yes, always, always, Derek, always. Um, I think one one of the things that's not talked about enough is how um, Arthur Morgan fights back against like misogyny and racism in the game. Um, It's one of the most fun things to do is when you have these like redneck hillbillies like being racist and um, you know, you can basically go up and push them and tell them to shut the fuck up or um, you know, Sadie's a great uh, representation, especially of a woman in that time who is basically told time and time again like no you're gonna stay back at camp you're gonna cook and clean just like the rest of the ladies do and she's like i don't want to fucking do that like i'm not gonna do that and she's one of the most savage fucking brutal characters that's in the game um and i love there's there's a part in the game that john and sadie do and it's one of my favorite fucking parts in the game because it really just shows how much she came into her own after the events of um red dead kind of unfolded because um you know she wasn't really given a place she kind of had to earn her place and then after that it was like she like she made a life for herself after that and she didn't need anybody 
uh, or anything. So it was like I loved having a character that was a female in the game that wasn't just like a farmhand or somebody that helped out. Like I, I loved Bonnie in Red Dead and Redemption, but I like Sadie, Bonnie too. Sadie just absolutely fucking stole my heart in this game. It's funny because Sadie's Sadie's whole deal was what she was rescued, but then her life was immediately like gone to shit because of the people who rescued. Like what her house burned, like they, they burned her house down. Michael yep. burned her house down in the beginning, and her and husband, then... yeah, yeah. And it was like you know she she could have cried, and she was like, now I'm gonna get fuck my fucking revenge, and that's exactly you know you have a mission with her, and that's exactly what you fucking do is you go and get revenge, and she goes insane, and it's it's beautiful. It's you know there's so many beautiful moments in. Arthur is such a likable character and it's it's so beautiful to see not only him but like the rest of the crew like slowly divide themselves because when you first play the first few chapters everybody is just like it's like a typical cowboy like game it's like everybody's having a good time you go and you hunt and you cook and you party and people are you know hooking up and flirting and it's just like as time goes on, it's like that starts to wear. And, you know, Arthur obviously has a condition. It's a slow burn, not just with Arthur, but the entire world. You know, it's like Arthur's story, the the story of everybody in the camp. Um, you know, people start dying off slowly. People start leaving. And it's just like, it's such a heavy fucking game for where it starts that it's just like... The later parts when you like walk into the camp and there's just so few people there left and it's quiet and silent yeah Yeah. it's like it's sad and like it does not prepare you for the ending that comes despite the fact that it's it's preparing you and you know what's gonna happen okay so and i'm sorry to keep dragging this on but i I, since i just started replaying it i i got to that cutscene where everything's seated i'm like oh man this game. like I, I and i knew like this is this is like where this is like the, the beginning of the downfall and i'm like oh well and it's like you play red dead and redemption so you know who's gonna end up a bad guy exactly. and it sucks um because bill's funny yeah. but you know he's You're gonna end up being a piece of shit so i've got yeah, a question and it, like it's it, it's hard because you see people that are gonna um you know, that you like, like that you form bonds with, and you're like, oh no, you're going to be a piece of shit, and I'm going to have to kill you later. (laughs) I'm going to have to kill you ten years in the past. (laughs) Yeah. So, I've never played Red Dead Redemption. Either. It worth the me first just one, jumping straight the to first two? one absolutely okay yes. so well the first one's not available on anything i own because rockstar refuses to make it available se- okay so. i've got so, a ps3 you can use think of it like this um if the first one's the godfather the second one's godfather part two and both that it's like a sequel and a prequel yeah so the second yeah. one's basically just a prequel um with like an epilogue that literally like bleeds into the first lady. game yeah i mean just play the first game it's on pc and and and, and the first one's not on pc it's not the second the second sorry yeah. the second yeah that's... um it's it's incredible i mean on its own is incredible and then if you really feel the need to like go back to the first game it, it's weird it's it play it, it's aged pretty well because it's made during that weird mid period of rockstar where they're not really trying to be incredibly realistic and slow paced it's still kind of arcadey but yeah you still have to be a little bit more deliberate with it it's like in that weird gta 4 yeah, 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 yeah um and, and it's it's solid but um red dead 2 is like again they're, they're, the 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 it's not only just the story and and the game but it's this this idea where it's like you're truly living in that world just like truly you got to carry you can only carry two guns at a time you have to you have to like manually remove your guns from your horse you have to eat sleep 
um, work out, um, shower, develop bonds with people. Thank God the game's going to teach gamers about hygiene. Yeah, it's like games are ultimate. We catch you. We catch you in the bath in a game. I, I like and I either you can't go wrong with either one personally. I mean, just at this point, just play Red Dead Two. I think it's one of those things yeah. where you'll like the story is all it, it's a prequel anyway. You know what I'm saying? You'll you'll. Mm-hmm. Right, you I think it's going to have more of an impact if you do play the first one, but it's not going to ruin your experience whatsoever yeah, right, exactly. if you just gotcha. play the second one. Because yeah, at this point, I, like the first one is not easily and meaningfully within my reach. So exactly, exactly. So um, I bought it. I bought the first one recently on Xbox. So happy. I'm so fucking happy. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll quickly go through mine. Um, I'm going to talk about a game quickly, and I'm going to talk about a show. Uh, so the game I've been playing uh, all week is I've been replaying Valkyrie Profile. Uh, and if you've never played Valkyrie Profile, of course, Valkyrie Elysium comes out on September 29th. Uh, and Valkyrie Profile Leneth, which is a PSP port of the original PlayStation game, is dropping on PlayStation 4 and 5 along with it. Uh, Valkyrie Profile is one of my favorite games of all time. It's a PlayStation 1 JRPG based on Norse mythology. Um, so you're playing you're playing as a Valkyrie, Leneth, and you're serving, you know, characters like Odin and Freya. Uh, and you are collecting souls to join your Einherjar, which is basically like a, an army of the dead. Um, so every one of your characters is actually dead. Your your their spirits are part of your party. Um, and the game is comprised of a 3D overworld, but once you enter a town or a dungeon, everything moves to 2D. Uh, and the sprite animations are like some of the best on the PlayStation. Think like Castlevania Symphony of the Night level stuff. Uh, I've never then- played. Can you elaborate on what that means? So, um, oh, you, you never played really Sp- good sprite right? work, really basically. good, like incredible sprite and like level capes above wa- 16, but... yeah, like capes waving in the wind and like you know, hair like individual hair blowing as you're running, like like stuff that you didn't see in a lot of PlayStation 1 games. Uh, and uh, it's just a gorgeous game. And when you when it switches to combat, it has one of the coolest, most intuitive battle systems in any game I've i've ever played yeah people in chat oh you're okay you're talking about valkyrie profile right yeah, like valkyrie the, profile. The, the sprites in the original one right yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah i know what you're talking about now yeah gorgeous game. gorgeous it made me want to play the game when i was it's, younger but i didn't i never did it's super gorgeous and the battle system you have four characters in your party and each character is mapped to a specific button on the playstation controller so um it's you have a square button a circle button uh a, uh you know an x button and a triangle button and every time you press one of those buttons that's you your character does their you know does their action uh and you can map different attacks to those buttons and create combos and break enemies defenses it's very very fucking cool um and it's got a great story too so i've been replaying valkyrie profile because i didn't want to wait for uh september to replay it especially since you know valkyrie at least is coming out but the show i wanted to talk about is uh, I watched before the before the podcast. I watched the first episode of Resident Evil on Netflix. Oh god! Um, and uh, so, so so okay, Der- okay, Derek. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not awful. See, that's what it's everyone not, keeps saying is it's not awful. But if that's the praise you've got for it, but it's also not great. Um. And so, so pros and cons. Pro, so, if the pros, first Mila Jovovich film is The Godfather, this one's The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> no, so <laughs> if the first. Fuck you, get on camera if you're going to make shit like that. <laughs> so, so if, the first, 
if the first Resident oh. Evil is my cousin Vinny, uh, <laughs> then I would say that Resident Evil Netflix is uh, episode four, season three of The Sopranos. Uh, if we're if we're judging it's it on specific. the first episode, is this um, new? Did it just come out? It just yeah, came it, like, out. Just came out today. Um, what, the one where Lance Reddick is Resident Evil content. I feel so, like there's so, been like a thousand adaptations this year. So so here's the thing. The, Didn't they just bad. do a movie too that was great? Did, oh yeah, was, the movie was garbage. It was, it was horrible. Garbage. It was horrible. I had no. Um, I thought they were the was, same thing. The movie was one of the worst fucking experiences I've ever had. They had a medium. they had a bad live um, action movie, a bad CGI series, and a bad live action series all in the world. So, so none of the, them connected the, to each other. The pros and the cons of Resident Evil on Netflix. The pros, the acting is really good across the board. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll say that for it. You know, everybody is really giving it their all. You know, Lance Reddick is an interesting choice for Wesker. He does not act, act like Wesker at all. Um, he silence I, I, from uh, yeah. silence from uh, Horizon. Yeah, well, yeah, he's silence from Horizon. He's also um, uh, <laughs> what the Bala. fuck is this cast? <laughs> yeah, so. Not so an interesting choice for Wesker. He doesn't act like Wesker at all. Like so far, I'm like, okay, Lance Reddick is a great actor. I, I'm not understanding why he was cast as 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 Wesker. Um the 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 movie is set in 2036, but it flashes back to 2022. And the the stuff happening in 2022 is far more interesting than the stuff happening in 2036. Um the zombie I did not designs even know are, this is a thing. When did this get announced? It was a few uh, like, yeah. Um, was there even a trailer? The, because I remember seeing nothing of this before today. I the zombie designs it. are bad. They're bad. They they look like orcs in Mordor uh, from from Lord of the Rings. Like, they, <laughs> OK, OK, hold great. on. <laughs> they're not fucking great at all. I just shit. saw I just saw this shit in uh, in in the discord chat right here. And I don't know why you guys are posting this, 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 this cursed bullshit but yeah it's so it, it, <laughs> here's the thing i get what they're trying to do because resident evil has been as a franchise has been adapted into into film so many fucking times now so they're, they're trying to do something different the problem is is that it just does not feel like resident evil at all um it feels like generic zombie movie or i'm sorry um generic zombie tv show What's what's acting. frustrating about it is it's like Resident Evil has good story. Like, does, yeah. I I don't understand why they feel the need to change it so fucking much. Like, it doesn't have to be this big grandoise thing that they keep trying to make it be, and it's just it's frustrating. Just take the base material and go with it. Like, make take some liberties, sure, but you don't have to like. Well, and like, you know, there's like they do like in joke re references to like, you know, really meme Resident Evil moments like um, I don't remember it being in the first episode, but apparently in, in, in some episode throughout the series, somebody says, you know, they used to call me the master of unlocking. And it's like, ah, OK, ah. yeah, here's the problem. Like, the only, 80 percent of what I've seen is the line about Zootopia porn. And excuse me. Oh, yeah, I have the, the, seen the shows like terminally up. online, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. very online. It's extremely it's, it's, online. There is there is a yes. clip I've seen yes. posted repeatedly. This is in the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's in the show. Like one yes. of the daughters mentions. Oh, I mostly just read Zootopia porn. Like, 
And there's also a bit where they're talking about word uh, for word. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, also a bit yeah. where they're talking about pirating uh, the anime Decadence, which is not a good anime, uh, and they call it super hard to get, which it's Bro, not. It's wanna, like on Crunchyroll. Oh, but it's on insert like popular anime torrent site. It's not that hard to find. It's on Ya, except they mispronounced it. It's not the Bro. point. But it's Fuck just like, can you? It, it feels Pretty like a base. lot of stuff was written and put in there just because it would make people yell about it on Twitter and thus draw attention to the show. And I kind of hate that naked forced viralness of it. Right. Like, and even now I'm talking about the dumb viral shit that's blowing up, but like it's because you put dumb shit in the resident evil show. This show, this show, Derek has moments that are very clearly meant to be like, here's a quick cut you can use in our Twitter commercial. You know, like, like you know, because people will get this reference, you know, because we're very. Why online. are they talking about Zootopia and, porn? Why? You know, like, the show hey! I still... with? Derek, 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 listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed that you're the one that I have to explain this to. No, mm. I understand mm. the concept of furries, right? No, 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 no. But it kind of goes hand in hand with with what what goes on in that show. So I think they were they were trying to reach out to like that crowd of the Resident Evil fans. Oh, monster fuckers. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. Okay, but but can we not? Oh, no, I agree. I'm not even a kink shame. I think but, that's what they were trying to make But ma- I think that's what I've to. been doing anyway. Up, uh, <laughs> up a Venn diagram of people who would watch Zootopia porn. <laughs> and the evil fans and then in between you have so, the fa- cj, the CJ can you bring that cj bring can you bring closer? that closer to the to, to the camera please please i need i need to i need to oh hey cam's in the chat cam what's up friend hold up, hold up. good time oh, for oh, cam. You guys might, yeah might, good time for cam to join the chat good time for anyone to join right. the chat so, so cj can you get that diagram real close to the camera buddy yeah get it real oh, close get it get that. a good shot in there let's it's, see it's okay right behind a, a garfield calendar i had all right so here oh perfect that's even better that's even better Okay, so here are people who watch Zootopia <laughs> porn, right? And here are Resident Evil fans. And then right there is this Resident Evil show. It's like this perfect intersection right there. Someone clip this. No, that no, that that that's perfect. Uh, CJ, I CJ, I really appreciate the the scientific uh, methodology. That's what I'm here for. Uh, that that that, that, that goes on par this. with my couch drawing earlier. <laughs> Your couch drawing was excellent. No, I, by no, the I way, have to Derek. pull that up from some secret, like you know, database, just so you can get you can you can get like those like schematics like perfect. Like I, I, yeah. I, I commend you. Yeah, that's that that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> that, like, why are the microphones dicks? And it's like, I, like <laughs> is this the anarchy symbol? Think, what is this? Do you like, think that anything in that image turned out the way I wanted it to? Yeah. <laughs> no, CJ, that I think. Honestly, I think that is the most scientific this podcast has ever been, gonna, and I appreciate that. For the, uh, gonna throw it away before they assassinate me. For, uh, for yeah, no, you don't want. Yeah, the the last thing you want is we got to keep is, the secret. Uh, it's a good thing we is, didn't show that live to like dozens and dozens of people. I know. Yeah, yeah everyone listening won't have God any idea. No, that's um, true. The listeners won't on. notice. So, like, someone, someone's <laughs> driving right now. It's like I want to see the fur. I want to see the the Zootopia porn like Venn diagram. Well, now that we're done talking about Resident Evil and Zootopia porn, uh, yeah, an hour into the show, let's get to the news like, topics. <laughs> to be fair, our news topics are small, 
Um, so I'm glad that we were. Able to come we've with needed the goof this... off time, clearly. Oh yeah, we, oh yeah. No, no, I, I, you're not, I just think I just think it's uh, funny. Listen, <laughs> you're not being very 420 friendly right now. <laughs> hey, real quick, real quick, before we go any further, I want to address someone in chat. I see that uh, our friend Sarah, my game daughter, has joined the chat. Uh, Sarah, I know that um, you've been, you know, struggling with some stuff recently. I just want to let you know that we all love you, and um, you're always welcome here in our community. And uh, whatever you're going through right now, I know you're going to get through it. Okay, all right. News topics. What do we got first? Well, we uh, we assembled two I, stories of news yeah. corporation or not news corporations news stories. <laughs> Of gaming corporations, like, maybe doing a good for once? Like, what the fuck? So, Bustin, you brought do. us like, the just, first one. Just being decent. Like, yeah, so, the first one, the first one is, is, makes me very happy. So, um, the other day, Naughty Dog announced that it had actually gone gold on uh, The Last of Us Part 1, uh, the remake of the first Last of Us, and, um, which is very early for them to hit that milestone. But there's a couple tweets from some longtime employees at Naughty Dog um, that said that this is the first time they have made a game without any crunch. Um, and and fucking-tastic! And they're actually really proud, and this is the first step in, um, you know, reworking their development pipeline, production pipeline, to have a better uh, work culture. Um, and you know, as somebody that's been a huge fan of Naughty Dog, it makes me very happy, um, to see this because as great as their games are, they were one of the most notorious studios it's for crunch in the for industry. Them. Yeah. Um, and it's been an issue for a really long time. <laughs> Granted, this is a game that's a remake. It's not like a full scale from the ground up new project. So there still are going to be challenges for them in the future to keep this going. But um, right. given the way that these uh, developers have been talking about it and have said that it was such an amazing experience compared to the previous games that they worked on, some of them that even worked on the original release of The yeah. Last of Us. Um, it's really, really great to see. Um, and I know like part also part of the criticism towards this remake was, oh, so they're going to be crunching their developers into the ground for like a cash grab remake kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and it's good to see that that's not the case. Um, so, yeah. And I also just want to put an emphasis that like Rockstar also was really notorious. And a lot of articles came out about work at Rockstar. And it sounds like it's that situation has improved as well. So um, or 2020, they were it's, talking about how like, it's they're, they're kind of hopeful, like during development of like Red Dead Online and like, yeah, everything like it, it sounds and like these are two of the most, you know, these are incredibly acclaimed studios, um, but they're also two of the most notorious ones for crunching um, people. And it, I just am really happy to hear that these reports have finally been taken seriously by management at these studios. Um, and I just want to remind people that, you know, you can still you can support the people that work there, the work that they put out and, you know, be wary and critical <laughs> of work practices like this because it'll only end so, in it'll only end better for this the team when i thought they about have that when support. i was just replaying uncharted 4 i was like man this game looks amazing i could see the hair on his chest somebody worked five fucking weekends <laughs> to do that it's yeah like, <laughs> uh, like, imagine how many imagine how many imagine think about how much time it took to uh to program in the uh shrinking and expanding horse testicles 
in Red Dead Redemption Two, or the, the, the ear cold. cartilage fucking the, the yeah, the, the, like the light shining through the true the tr- um, the, the true attention to detail. But uh, yeah, and, and also they uh, one of the people have said that they also did this completely. W- they also said that they have hit every quality standard that they have for Naughty Dog. Um, they have not skimped on any features or detail or anything to be able to make it a better um, work environment, which is even better. Well, the um, funny like, thing is, and we've talked cause, about cause this. It, it ends that argument that, well, maybe it's it's necessary for us to get uh, the results that we want. Yeah. Well, I, I bang this drum every time the topic of crunch has come up, which we, we haven't talked about crunch like and 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 overworking people on the show in a hot minute but every time i always bring up the the very simple observable studied fact that you start working people you know 50 60 hour weeks regularly and their productivity drops to shit and they start per- actually working less than if you just worked them 30 hour weeks because every hour they're there you know, it, it's it's so much of it's wasted effort. They're making mistakes. People have to go back in and clean up after themselves or clean up after other overworked employees. And a lot of times in the gaming industry, some of these people are talking about working 80 to 100 hour weeks, you know, for, for weeks and weeks on end. And it's like you literally could have just had them all work 30 hour weeks and they would be refreshed and they would have gotten more work done. As and it also probably make less mistakes. When you're that burnt yeah. out, you're going to make more mistakes, so, which leads to more bugs in the game, which means exactly. that it gets drawn out even further. So, so to jump on what Justin just said, like it's not a perfect analogy, but in the Marine Corps, we used to say slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Um, and, you know, if you take your time and, and you know, you, you get it done right the first time, yeah, you're moving slow. Phrasing? But what's up? I said, are we still doing phrasing? Slow... Anyway, um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're working, if you're working at a nice, slow, steady pace, um, but you're actually, you know, engaged in your work and you're paying attention to what you're doing and you can stay focused, then you're going to have fewer messes to clean up later. You're going to have fewer bugs to, to iron out. You're going to have fewer. You're going to have less bullshit to fix. And you're, you're, you're also going to lose less people when you finish a project. Right. Exactly. Um, that that I know has also been a huge issue for the a lot of these studios. Um, Ubisoft has even said that their work culture has made it hard for them to recruit and staff up for a lot of their projects. How fucking um, bad is Ubisoft? So, like, I mean, these changes had to happen for a lot of reasons. And I'm just really glad that we finally have good news on this front because it really seemed like a lot of people were willing to ignore it or, you know, the management was willing to ignore it for a long time. So hopefully it continues. Yeah. I feel really good. Um, and like, look, I'm sure there are still people who work at Naughty Dog who had to do some bullshit hours, you know, to get this game shipped. I think I don't want to say that it's unavoidable because it's not. There's a world where people don't have to put those kind of hours in to create art like this. But in our current economic system, it is somewhat unavoidable that this is going to happen. Yeah. But it is very refreshing to see so many people say that work conditions have meaningfully changed and that we went from one of the worst offenders at Naughty Dog to, you know, reducing or eliminating crunch for many employees on this project. And even if this is certainly not where it needs to be behind the scenes, it's still good to call out and congratulate when companies make the right move. In that and regard. also, 
I think, you know, doing the remake like, you know, as like a test bed for new production practices is also probably yeah. a good thing because you, then you can identify, okay, what worked, what didn't for when we go on to bigger, more from the ground up projects. Well, so, I think that's just a, a thing that kind of needs to be addressed too is it's, it, it, it is a remake. So I imagine that like if this were a brand new game things might have been different like it's still good to see but like there's yeah. still something in the back of my head that says like well if keep this it were up? a new game like is this yeah i mean you know that, that's 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 gonna be the next big test because it does seem like yep. they're also taking their time on last of us factions the new multiplayer project so it seems like that what um will also probably likely have a healthier development cycle but it's their next big single player project after that that i think is going to be the real test that's you know, that was my whole thing when i was like reading all this and i was like this is great like i love seeing this don't get me wrong but at the same time this is a game that's already like has bones like massive bones established like i'm I'm not saying that there's not a lot of work that went into it. Like I'm sure there's a shit ton of work that went into it, but it's different than creating a gra- a game from the ground up, you yeah. know, like, but it's not like the they made the last that of us part three. Like, I don't want to yeah. get hope and be like, this is awesome. And then like their next big game, it'd be like, Oh no, back to fucking the way it was. But I also think that uh, a lot of developers at the studio speaking out publicly about it means that if things get bad again, I think a lot more people are going to hold their feet to the fire for it. I'd like to hope I, so. I, I want to think, uh, yeah, I want to hope that you're right. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think that you're, I, I don't think that we're looking at like this massive sea change across the industry in regards to crunch. It is nice that the big developers like, like, you know, Naughty Dog are finally starting to recognize, acknowledge and, and take steps to solve the problem. Um, I, I, I past past experiences and you know past stories that we've heard about about you know the shit that goes on in this in this industry give me pause as to whether or not we're we're seeing true widespread change but for someone like naughty dog to be doing this stuff that that is an encouraging sign maybe i'm just a the maybe next just step will be for them to uh let go of troy baker and uh bring in other people for their projects yeah stop stop hiring troy baker stop and laura bailey troy like baker. jesus laura bailey's not a problem anymore man laura she's Bailey's busy not a, look look laura bailey is she's working she's fine she's not annoying on twitter which is the worst sin anyone can commit <laughs> fine, yeah. stop hiring troy baker he's in literally every troy fucking game yeah laura, laura bailey's twitter. just off doing critical role and charity stuff and and but, you I know mean, be in games and wow she, she's she's a big uh she's a big blizzard uh yeah voice troy, actress troy baker needs to be like given a swirly he right. needs like yeah. all right well i can't really top that but i was gonna say he needs to just like you know how they have like the disney vault they just need like a voice actor vault where it's like let's just, just take all away. of these white dudes that have way too much star power right now and yeah. just vault them for a like little nolan bit. north look nolan north seems like a decent guy but he's got to go to just yeah. for a while yeah i mean again, he's kind he's of been on a bit movie. of a break for a little while yeah, yeah, i haven't heard not, him in a bit so that's good guys, he's <laughs> again you guys are overlooking it's fine if you guys are getting they're getting a lot of work and they're not games as long as they shut the fuck up outside of their games because i don't know if you guys remember the fucking press cycle that was the last yeah yeah <laughs> the man in the coliseum yeah <laughs> who cares if someone says the game's long shut up troy baker you made your money you're gonna be in 50 other games like by the end of the year one the only the only guy i don't 
the only the, the only guy I don't want to vault is Darren DePaul. Darren DePaul can stick around. Um, but everyone else, uh Well, yeah. you always need somebody to play someone who sounds like a weird little pervert. Yeah, like and Darren, Darren DePaul's De- great okay, for that. Okay, so so that's this is the difference. Darren. When I hear Darren DePaul, I think of fucking big beefy but so, but no, you also no. think of someone who sounds like maybe they shouldn't be allowed near a high so, school. So, oh, so Blaine, Blaine asked who's Darren DePaul. Darren DePaul uh, did the voice of Reinhardt in Overwatch and also did the voice of Arden Azunia in Final Fantasy 15. So the guy's got range. Um, he can he can he can voice. He also did J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Uh, Second, he oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yep. Wow, he did really good. That's what a, that's a cancelable uh, offense for me. John? What's that? What was the character you said for Final Fantasy 15? Uh, Arden Arden. 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 Oh, villain. Arden. I was like, I yeah. don't even remember who that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair, the, Jeff. That's he's, fair. He's it's the fun. bad guy. No, Je- no, Jeff, whatever you say can't hurt me, man. Um, but uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I saw something in chat. So uh, the other thing that, uh, that we wanted to mention was uh, has to do with Nintendo. Uh, and yeah. I, Derek, why don't you say this? You, Hell you go yeah. ahead, Derek. Hell yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, gay marriage is not a thing in Japan, uh, which is bullshit. But Japan is a very conservative country, unfortunately. Or I should say this. Japan's politics, like its political leaders are very conservative because there is a deeply yes. entrenched, much older, much more conservative population, despite the fact that they're middle-aged and especially younger population lean obviously much more all over the place but their their entrenched political and corporate power is extremely conservative um so gay marriage is not legal in japan um nintendo basically completely unnecessary right there was nothing going on that caused them to do this somebody just woke up and decided we're gonna you know, we're going to cause problems on purpose today. And they put out a press release stating that Nintendo, Nintendo acknowledges like gay marriage and acknowledges like, I I don't have the exact wording on, on their support of like people. They recognize same-sex unions. That's what they said. Yeah. But, um, you know, even if the government of Japan does not, and that's really kind of unusual. Um, that's that's when you have that, a game like Fire Emblem. How can you not? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> right. But it's it's a it's a you know we're kind of used to corporations in the U.S. making even if they're just pithy statements, making pithy statements in support of you know various marginalized folks or various causes where they maybe don't even have to put their money where their mouth is, but you know they can say things that are against what are sometimes the popular politics and you don't do that shit in japan corporations don't speak up about this shit yeah like i remember it was it was really obvious when like all of sony first party studios were making statement about reproductive rights yeah every single one made a statement except for their two japanese studios um (laughs) yeah (laughs) what what so some shit's going down to the Discord chat. Oh no, I can't see it. So oh, don't show it. Don't show it. Don't show I won't. it. Don't show I won't. it. I don't know because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get fucking arrested. <laughs> yeah, don't show have it. I won't. After, have a look after the show, Derek. That's okay. All okay. Wow. But but anyway, and I think it's, it's stop it. Damn it. Wow. 
DJ, I'm the only one that can keep it together when you pull this shit. Like the problem is, is like I'm just like, oh, let, let me make sure like nothing's going on. Like, let me make sure the chat's all good. And Do then I read that shit. And I'm like, oh no, it's just DJ how much Jimmy. danger. It's, it's just me. I so <laughs> badly, me. I so badly want to check, is and I cannot. Read it? No, 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 nobody can read it. No, I'll we're not check it. That. I'll check it after the stream is off, I guess. The Whatever the be fuck is going on. Let's transition to the next topic. But, but anyway, well, well, so so here's here's what's important about Nintendo, right? Okay. So they're going to acknowledge like common law type unions the same way they acknowledge marriage, especially in regards to like benefits in the workplace, despite the fact that Japan does again does not recognize uh, same-sex marriage. So like, that's really cool. And we've known for a long time. And Nintendo is one of the rare, like really good places to work in, in the games industry in Japan. We know that they pay above, you know, at well above average wages. Yeah, I was going to say work, they pay really well, right? They work. Like, yeah. They, they, there's their employees on average work hmm. below average, not just for gaming, but below average for the Japanese workforce in general, like hours a week. Um, like it's a really good pro worker place to be, which sometimes is weird and kind of at odds with how socially conservative Nintendo can be. Um, but I think that makes it all the more important that Nintendo of all companies is coming out and, and kind of, you know, regardless of intention, rubbing a little dirt into, you know, the, the, you know, the, the eye of the government in that regard, you know, and saying like, Hey, this is wrong. And we're going to make a public statement about it. And we're going to treat our people differently. Now, I, I obviously, Derek, I just want to jump in here real quick. I, I, obviously, like, like Nintendo can't legalize gay marriage in Japan. So, like, no. this is symbolic. Right. Um, well, but, it's more than symbolic because, again, they're going to treat when it comes to benefits, you know, like. A, so, that, see, that's people, that's good. That's yes. the shit right there. So they're going like, to count. They're going to count like common law unions the same as marriage in regards to benefits that's the good for their shit. workers, which is like that's, a big deal. Because that's 90% of the fight around gay marriage is the fact that, you know, for example, before Obergefell versus Hodges here in the United States, like a lot of like common law and civil unions like did not get you benefits, you know, in regards to, uh, you know, like power of attorney, living will, um, you know, insurance relate like tax, all kinds of bullshit, bureaucratic bullshit. Um, and and yeah, and and as Blaine puts out points out in chat homophobia in Japan is often less about like you Slurs. know demonizing yeah. queer folks so much as acting like they simply do not exist at all so the act of speaking up and saying that these people exist and and, and are the same especially to to us as a company it it is really really unusual to to make those kind of waves and to shake things up so, and can I can I piggyback off that real please, quick? Yeah. Please, so please. Um, I took Japanese for two years, and my um, my sensei in high school, she was from Japan, um, born and raised, and you know, it's not just about like social issues like that. Um, am I lagging for anybody else? No, no I don't think so. Okay. Um, so it's not just about like. It's it's just in general, like if you see something, you don't say anything. Like there are people, women who get like touched and groped and raped on trains 
all the time and it's like taboo to like say anything about it right you just like you look down you look the other way and you mind your own business and it's it's a it's a big problem in japan um do well in japan you it's and we talked about this because we watched a movie in japan where um this it was happening and it's, it's kind of sad because it was like a little rom-com but it happened to a woman on the train and the dude who stuck up and fought for this girl was like this nerdy like computer geek and um we ended up watching that movie but she had to explain like the reason why this scene and this movie is so important is because the, the people don't do this you know people in japan like if you see a crime you don't you don't report it. You just mind your own business. So the fact, like, there's an even bigger, like, huge implication about Nintendo doing this because it's, it's not, it's not just about this one secluded issue. It's like they're kind of, they're they're taking a stance against this one issue. Yes, but the the implication behind that statement is huge because it goes against the whole turn the other way thing. The whole right? cultural so. attitude of keep your keep your head down and keep your nose clean and stay exactly. out of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And actually, if you would like, you get in more trouble for defending somebody than you would like, than the person who actually is doing the crime would like, that's how, that's how backwards their, um, like harassment and social issues there are. It's, it, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. So like, do we, so do we think that this could lead other corporations in Japan, uh, in Japan to follow Nintendo's lead? Do you think this could be the start of something? I mean, Maybe for gaming corporations. Yeah, I think I think you might see. I think this is also Nintendo's at this point because broadly speaking, younger people are very fed up in Japan, like especially younger people with a lot of cultural norms and a lot of the especially very like socially conservative views. Um you know, because guess what? There's a lot of gay people in Japan. There's a lot of trans people in Japan. Queer folks and trans folks are highly fetishized, like even worse than in the U.S. in a lot of ways in um, a lot of Japanese media and nerd culture. And a lot of younger folks are fucking tired of it. And the thing is, we're at this point now where a lot of again, when I say younger in Japan, we're sometimes talking about in the 30s and 40s, not not. 20s like we think of here because everybody's kind of been held back so much by the sheer number of of people in their 60s 70s 80s who are refusing to retire and and holding up that political familiar. positions i know we're, we're starting to see that a lot worse here like like it's been in japan for a long time but um you're finally seeing a lot more of these younger people getting into positions where they have even a tiny modicum of power and are pushing back against that i would say it's not that i think nintendo is going to be like you know, has has broken the door open or anything? Because um, I'm but, sure but this is the first time. It's, it's, but it's, it's a huge, huge deal, and I think it's a sign. To one, to speak out on gay issues, and two, just to speak out in general is huge. Yeah, I think it's a sign that more and more. It's a sign of sea change, right? I think Nintendo being willing to speak out is more of a I, symptom I think so, yeah. of change than a cause of change. If that makes sense. Hopefully, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, old people have so. to die eventually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, <laughs> look, 
I mean, you you said it, not me. Um, yeah. So this was this was extremely unexpected. Um, uh, e- extremely cool to see. Um, do we have any idea what the reaction from the Japanese public has been like? I got no fucking clue. Okay, Mm-mm. I know what no, the Twitter reaction's been like, which has been on. incredible. But you know, like the like, and, and to and to be clear, like most of the most of the bullshit. Uh, you know, kind of arrayed against gay marriage in Japan comes from the government, not necessarily the the Japanese people, right? That that's kind of what I'm taking away from this. It's hard. I mean, of. again, it, it's 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 extremely generational. Um, okay. You know, I mean, again, it's it's very much like it is. It's it's actually very similar structurally to how things are in the U.S., right? Where broadly speaking, the public in the u.s is is for gay marriage and broadly speaking the people of japan are not homophobic i think where where it gets different is that conservative power is a little bit more traditionally entrenched in japan versus the way yeah. things are here in the u.s where it's in a lot more turmoil because it's you know conservative power is technically a minority but is able to use rules it's deeply to, rooted into yes. a lot of old laws and yeah. traditions and it's very just, cancerous in that regard yeah it's um, yeah but i think culturally we're a lot more used in the u.s to making some fucking noise and in japan you just well that sucks but i can't do anything about it it's not my problem and you know we'll get on with it so um there's there's it's a different set of challenges. I don't know that I'd say it's it's much more intense than us. I mean, it is because gay marriage is legal here and it's not there. But then right. again, our Supreme Court is thinking about overturning who that. Knows? So, who knows how long that's that going to last? I so. can't point fingers too hard. So. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we've probably run out of our topics for tonight. So uh, we made there it- is one more that has to do with politics in Japan. Oh, there is. Um so shit um oh yes yes uh that's my transition um so former prime minister shinzo abe was uh assassinated last week and several right-wing organizations um all over the world have latched on to what was initially a 4chan post uh blaming hideo kojima for being the one who carried out the assassination and a lot of people talking about this have kind of been making jokes like, oh, this is so silly. Of course, this would happen to Kojima. But like, I just kind of want to reemphasize how fucking scary that is. Yeah, that like they literally just found a game developer that they don't agree with the politics of that looks vaguely like the person that carried out this assassination and are targeting for him uh kojima productions has outright said that they are going to be pursuing legal charges against as they fucking should which they which they should um it's even wilder because like the suspect has been in custody um for a long time but people were still trying to pin it pin it on kojima for some reason uh Really fucked. I didn't up even know that was. A thing. I don't think was it, don't, was it that they were pinning it on Kojima specifically, or they just incorrectly used a photo of him. No, like literally, they were trying to claim it was him, like as oh saying it was I, pic- like it was. Well, it was using bunch of pictures. I mean, of it, it, it was Kojima's, a photo that's clearly of him because Kojima's yeah. recognizable, right? He's a yeah. celebrity. He, I could, I could pick his face out of a crowd anywhere, but. I thought they were just using a photo of him to say this is the suspect, yada yada, that they weren't saying, like, Hideo Kojima did it. 
I mean, I no, think it might have been that, but I don't really no, they think were, that the difference I, matters. The impression like, not I when got it's is that, that recognizable. Were, I mean, also, right. like, they were like, saying, oh, yeah, and this guy has, you know, leftist politics in his work and stuff like that. So, like, we don't claim Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> the the bottom line is, is that this, the, this is the shit that gets people killed. Yeah. Uh, yep. and it's like every it, time there's a mass shooting and, and fucking Tim Pool or somebody or Ian Miles Chong posts a picture of some random person of color or trans person that 4chan circulated. And it's like, this is the killer. This person right here, they did it that's, because they're that's a leftist. Exactly what they, that's exactly what they did. And you and, see it with uh, every Charlottesville, single one. When Heather Heyer was killed and everybody was like, oh, here's a picture of the guy. He's a known leftist, uh, blah, blah, blah. And turns out it was a fucking neo-Nazi. So, yeah. you know. Every school shooting, every, yeah. you know. And of course, yeah. it turns like, out that the person who assassinated Shinzo Abe did so basically because he, Abe was not right wing enough. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, um, and also like, Mishima thing. This yeah. is at least a fortunate situation where this is somebody that can actually afford legal response. Yeah, um, and has can. some level of recourse um, compared to a lot of these targets. Uh, that we've seen in the US, but like it's really messed up. And a lot of people have just been kind of laughing at it because it's Kojima. And but I mean, also, I think this also kind of feeds into like people love making conspiracy theories up about Kojima. Like we've seen no, it in a no. lot of we've seen it in a lot of gaming discourse. And like I've I've made fun of it plenty, but like this kind of puts into perspective how harmful that kind of mindset can be when you're constantly like looking for conspiracies surrounding the same person who's literally just a game developer that's watching movies it's all the time. It's such a weird version of a parasocial relationship. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. Like the domino, that domino meme where it's like, you know, it goes from people thinking Death Stranding is a secret Metal Gear Solid game and then it goes all the way up to uh, people accusing Kojima of assassinating uh, Shinzo Abe. Like that's basically it at this point. Yeah, yeah. That's basically where we're at now. All right, well, uh, now we are brushing up against our time. Um, great podcast tonight. I want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in to chat. Chat was nice and lively. Uh, that's exactly what we all like to see. Um, <laughs> we got some good stuff coming up uh, next week. Um, uh, we may have a very, very big guest uh, coming up. Um this guest is coming on uh, soon. We're just trying to nail down dates because this guest is very, very busy. Uh, so we will we will have more to say about that hopefully next week. Um, uh, extra life. We got extra life. We're already planning for extra life. We gotta stop up. calling it extra life because I don't think it's gonna be extra life. Well, it's itself. not really extra life. It, it's we're gonna doing be two weeks before October. extra life. And yeah. it may not we're be... doing a big charity fundraiser this right. fall. That right. might. And, have all of us together in the, in same, the same room. Have all of us. Might all, all of will. us. And, will. And Derek, no, Derek will. Everybody's going to. Well, I'm going to. I, everybody I is here. Probably for the people listening, um, you might not realize it, but like some of us have never met in person before. So, uh, a lot of times, you know, if you're listening to the live show, you're like, "How's it going to be different with everybody in the same room?" But like, I have not met um, Jeff. Or CJ in person before. I've I have only met, met, met Brit once in person before. Um, like, it, it's going to be a really big deal and a really special thing for us. And getting together to do something for a good cause and also to, like, actually see each other and interact. I'm going to um, hug everybody is, so is really exciting. Okay. 
I, I do need to address something that Jeff said. Jeff asked, where's my whiskey glass, John? So, Jeff, my lazy ass just kept failing to get it in the mail. It's sitting you here You said on it was in desk. the mail. Hey, remember I'm when sorry. I asked? Remember like, what we said earlier about bugging you three more times to do a thing? Bro, I Look, just going to order that. John, your ADHD day, is legendary, we man. All get there. No, he's going to forget the mic, and he's going to pray that Amazon next day gets there while we're all there together. Look, listen up, you fuck. Look, look, first of all, Jeff, your Jeff, your your glass will be here waiting for you when you get Jeff, here. Um, you got you got to have faith. All right. I'm John, John has a plan. His plan is for me to fly to Virginia on my own. Time. You got to fly to Tahiti. Exactly. Look, exactly. Look. look. Look, as soon as you get on the plane, he'll be like, hey, Jeff, I just remembered to ship that thing to you. Don't worry about it. It's on the way. It's on the way. I, 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 I feel bad. It's, it's getting like, at this point, we all like I would love a whiskey glass. I'm, you know, like we all need. I, all right. OK, you know what? You know what? I am going to have whiskey glasses here for fucking everyone when they get here. Everybody gets a whiskey glass. Everybody gets a whiskey glass when you get here. Even I'm gonna, Justin, I'm who doesn't sip some drink Baja whiskey. Blast out of my whiskey glass. Yeah, I want you to sip some fucking Baja Blast. <laughs> no, you got to. I'm, I'm, I'm sure John still has some ginger ale or gingerbread Mountain oh, Dew. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! It's still there, Justin. It's still there. I don't. It's want disgusting. It. It's, That's it's why. Horrible. It's really fucking bad. But you know what we can have there is Baja Blast. Now that now that you can get it outside of Taco Bell, we can have all the fucking Baja Blast we want. I mean, it's only for the I'm summer though. I'm pour some so you got to stock up. Damn it! I feel like an at like Jeff. I'm sorry. I got. I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Jeff. You're getting your whiskey glass at at at, at our fundraiser when you get here. Okay, everybody's getting a whiskey glass. <laughs> Everybody, I, want, I want to point out, we He's said you were going to do that as a joke. In chat. We said that you were going to give it to him when he comes in person as a joke. And now you're like, look, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Honestly, to be clear, I don't care about the glass. I just want to meet everyone. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's, I do not I care, care about the glass now. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> What's in, the What's in the fucking box? <laughs> he just told you. We're going to have right. so now many dumb videos of all of us when we get together. It's going it, to be a gold it, mine. It's, it is going to be. It's and it's be all I'm going to contribute is yeah. just my cuddle Stupid. pictures of Moo and, yes. and Dottie. Moo and Dottie. Yeah, no. That, like, Brit, Brit, I, I feel like. I feel like I miss them. Moo, Moo I feel and, like they miss me too. I feel like Moo and Dottie like, fell in love with Brit. Like it was, it was really, it was really cute. Um, I'm actually, I'm gonna get Jeff a fucking Final Fantasy VI whiskey glass. That's what because that. you've lost his SDGC glass. Like, Sorry, <laughs> Jeff, but I do have this. <laughs> Here's a glass. He realized it. He Here's forgot. Last honoring a game you've never played. Sorry, Jeff, but I do have this whiskey glass with the logo of uh, of the legendary game for the uh, Super Nintendo Final Fantasy VI. Like that. <laughs> hey, man, I got a, um, I got a, I got a, a, a glass. Are you a, you a Monsters fan? Are you? I've got the Star Wars pint glass I've had for like ten years that's faded Look, in the dishwasher. I've got, but... I've got my light up Lord of the Rings goblets from Burger King, uh, <laughs> all ready to go. Yeah. Jeff. Uh, 
now that, we're on the, now that we're on the discussion of cool ass cups when iron man came out in theaters i got this cool fucking cup and it's literally just iron man and it has a straw coming out of it cool as shit hold up now i gotta show this because you know, we're talking about cups and i know we're over i don't think we're getting off tonight <laughs> So, no, no, I, it's my while, while CJ prepares that, got me we first we are started still dating. doing phrasing. Hey! So this this is a tiki cup that is Godzilla. Oh yeah. I also have a xenomorph one of these. Hey! So, at this point, I'm just we bringing our own get cups. On, <laughs> SGDC show and tell. Everybody's Everybody here. Hey. listening is so fucking angry hey, at us hey, right now. Look who it is, guys. I'm not editing this part out Man. of the podcast. Look who it is. Man. Fuck it. So we got a lot of fun topics tonight. We're gonna talk about Naughty Dog. We're talking Nintendo. We're gonna talk Red Dead. <laughs> um, look, I, I about Hideo Kojima. I know the show's almost over. I just wanted to pop in and let Jeff know how much I love the whiskey glass John sent me. Send you a whiskey glass, you fucking liar! It, it's really, on, it was really sweet of him. I didn't even ask for one. He I didn't send you a fucking whiskey glass. Unprovoked, got a whiskey glass. Jeff, it has like Jeff's address crossed out with fins <laughs> written underneath it. Yeah, actually, the, le oh. the letter said the letter said this was supposed to go to Canada, but fuck that dude. And I thought that was a weird way to. No, no, no. It, he didn't even send it to you. Don't lie. He sent it to Anna. No, I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, that's I, I, it. I said, oh. I, I said, I, I, John I took one look at the cost of shipping across to Canada and was like, I don't like them that much. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, shipping to Canada is expensive. Can we okay? send Jeff back to Canada with bourbon and his checked luggage? I yeah. so you can't. I won't, I won't okay. lie. I was thinking about all the shit I want to like order. For, I'm just gonna order a bunch of shit to John's place from the <laughs> states and bring it just back like, with me. There's so much stuff I can't get here, and I like, you should add me. Jeff. Jeff, that's actually a really smart fucking idea. You should do yeah. that. I'll, I'll hit you Jeff, up with my yeah. Amazon U.S. wish list. I mean, man. Why do I? What, Jeff, why do I have the entire know. Assassin's Creed collection coming to my front door? What's what's going <laughs> on? With Jeff this? is like, gonna buy bourbon an AR-15. And just I don't think you can what? check that in luggage. You, you gotta get the real, you gotta get, get the <laughs> real. That like, that's it. Like, Finn was struggling to find other like American ass things, but you know what? Common guns, that's pretty much it. Yeah, now everybody watching in chat and everybody listening, imagine this, but in the same room with a lot of there's alcohol. gonna be so many cell phone videos of the seven of us, and it's gonna be. A beautiful fucking nightmare. My it's favorite is just Derek slowly looking at John and tilting his head and just going, "You can't just call people white, John." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. We're, I, I can't CJ's wait to intensity and have them just ruin it. There was such seconds. intensity in Derek's face, like he really meant it. Like he, he was, was so mad. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have a cell phone video from a different angle, like the JFK footage of like all the shit that's gonna go. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. You'll be able to reconstruct Hangover <laughs> style all the bullshit over that weekend. For, for fucking extra life. <laughs> it's 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 we're we're gonna we're gonna carry on the memory of Texas Pete in peace. Peace, peace. Like peace. it's it's and noodle and noodle and and uh, who was the other one? Beef stick. Um, what, what other fuck beef did, stick, John? Who the fuck? Like, did we had so many stupid Pokemon names? I can't remember them all. Sugma. Slugma. Slugma was an actual name. 
Texas right, Pete we, was a slugma. Yeah, a sl- okay, right. That's what it was. All right, guys. Well, we are uh, we are well Slap past happy. our time here. Yep. Finn, I just wanted to pull you into the podcast real quick so you could say hi to everyone. Thank I you. I love you, buddy. We miss you, Finn. Uh, don't speaking of Finn, don't forget now every Sunday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Finn and I uh, are live right here on SDGC or on Twitter, on twitch.tv slash official SDGC. I'm like halfway drunk now, uh, <laughs> and we are doing Dual Daddies live every Sunday night. Uh, so please stop in and and check us out doing that. Uh, we got some uh, we got a big guest coming up soon, so be excited for that. We got all our links in the Discord right there. Uh, and we got a lot of cool stuff coming oh, up later. Oh, this oh, Patreon. Oh, oh, subscribe whoa. to our Patreon. Get your ass in the Patreon. Finn has an important thing to 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 pitch. Uh it's not even a pitch. It's I want to point out uh you know what? I, I was going to wait until it actually dropped, but I don't care. Uh your boy our boy Derek lent his dulcet tones in an official video game trailer that will be on the internet promoting an upcoming game uh derek provided the voiceover for the trailer that i made and i think that's dope as hell oh fuck there's yeah just, there's just i i knew cool this and that. i couldn't say anything about it well of course not i didn't when, know when will, we, when will we see this uh it's Do we been, know? it's been approved by the client and has now been sent to the ip holder for the anime in japan to approve and once they approve it uh it goes up, and then you get to hear Derek's lovely voice. His, his like Derek's voice is like a com- It's like a combination of like a really rich leather and a warm oaky bourbon. Like that's, I was gonna say bourbon. Yeah, that's Derek reads utopia porn. I on it. I want to point out that that'd be fantastic. Derek, you should read. Yeah, that's a new. That's a new Sunday night. That is a that's an extra life reward. Donate so much money, and Derek will read smut. Yes, you, <laughs> genuinely, yes, porn. absolutely. I will. Derek, you've no, got to read not. furry porn. Listening oh, to Derek, porn. why is that? Doesn't bother me. Yeah, do you not know who Derek is? Come on. Yeah, I'm if extremely anything, open. If anything, if you donate at a certain level, he'll. You can choose the genre of smut he reads. Like let it. I'm getting into a lot of danger here. All of a sudden, Donkey Kong smut. Let's go, (laughs) Derek. Derek with the this is no longer a safe space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in danger. I want to hear Derek. I want to hear Derek read some Mario X Sonic smut. Like that's what we got to do. There's so much. Sonic Mpreg smut. Can't wait. All right, Good night, we're everybody. Fucking, we're cutting this shit off. Everybody, <laughs> you're all going kind to of, hell, and I'm already there. Kindness costs nothing. Good night. <laughs>